0: Lecture 2nd Of Faith Having shown in our previous lecture faith itself, what it is, we shall proceed to show secondly the object on which it rests. We here observe that God is the only supreme governor and independent being in whom all fullness and perfection dwells, who is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, without beginning of days or end of life, and that in him every good gift and every good principle dwells, and that he is the Father of lights, in him the principle of faith dwells independently, and he is the object in whom the faith of all other rational and accountable beings centers for life and salvation. In order to present this part of the subject in a clear and conspicuous point of light, it is necessary to go back and show the evidences which mankind have had, and the foundation on which these evidences are, or were, based since the creation, to believe in the existence of a God. We do not mean those evidences which are manifested by the works of creation, which we daily behold with our natural eyes. We are sensible that after a revelation of Jesus Christ, the works of creation, throughout their vast forms and varieties, clearly exhibit His eternal power and Godhead. Romans 1 paragraph 4. For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even His eternal power and Godhead. But we mean those evidences by which the first thoughts were suggested to the minds of men that there was a God who created all things. We shall now proceed to examine the situation of man at his first creation. Moses, the historian, has given us the following account of him in Genesis 2 paragraphs 8 and 9. We copy from the New Translation. And the Lord God said unto the Only Begotten, who was with him from the beginning, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and it was done. And the Lord God said, Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of the only begotten created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. And the Lord God said unto man, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree in the which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed, to you it shall be for meat. Again, Genesis 2 Paragraph 13. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden, to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, nevertheless, you may choose for yourself, for it is given unto you, but remember that I forbid it, for in the day that you eat thereof you shall surely die. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air, and commanded that they should be brought unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, and to the fowl of the air, and to every beast of the field. From the foregoing we learn man's situation at his first creation, the knowledge with which he was endowed, and the high and exalted station in which he was placed, Lord or Governor of all things on earth, and at the same time enjoying communion and intercourse with his Maker without a veil to separate between. We shall next proceed to examine the account given of his fall, and of his being driven out of the garden of Eden and from the presence of the Lord. Moses proceeds. And they, Adam and Eve, heard the voice of the Lord God as they were walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. And the Lord God called unto Adam and said unto him, Where are you going? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden, and I was afraid because I beheld that I was naked, and I hid myself. And the Lord God said unto Adam, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree whereof I told you that you should not eat? If so, you should surely die? And the man said, The woman whom you gave me, and commanded that she should remain with me, gave me of the fruit of the tree, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this which you have done? And the woman said, The serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And again, the Lord said unto the woman, I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception, in sorrow you shall bring forth children, and your desire shall be to your husband, and he shall rule over you. And the Lord God said unto Adam, Because you have hearkened unto the voice of your wife, and have eaten of the fruit of the tree of which I commanded you, saying, You shall not eat of it, cursed shall be the ground for your sake, in sorrow you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns, also, and thistles shall it bring forth to you, and you shall eat the herb of the field by the sweat of your face shall you eat bread, until you shall return unto the ground, for you shall surely die, for out of it you were taken, for dust you were and unto dust you shall return. This was immediately followed by the fulfillment of what we previously said, man was driven, or sent, out of Eden. Two important items are shown from the former quotations, first, after man was created, he was not left without intelligence or understanding, to wander in darkness and spend an existence in ignorance and doubt, on the great and important point which affected his happiness, as to the real fact by whom he was created, or unto whom he was amenable for his conduct. God conversed with him face to face, in his presence he was permitted to stand, and from his own mouth he was permitted to receive instruction he heard his voice, walked before him, and gazed upon his glory while intelligence burst upon his understanding and enabled him to give names to the vast assemblage of his Maker's works. Secondly, we have seen that, though man did transgress, his transgression did not deprive him of the previous knowledge with which he was endowed, relative to the existence and glory of his Creator, for no sooner did he hear his voice than he sought to hide himself from his presence. Having shown, then, in the first instance, that God began to converse with man immediately after he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and that he did not cease to manifest himself to him even after his fall, we shall next proceed to show that, though he was cast out from the garden of Eden, his knowledge of the existence of God was not lost, neither did God cease to manifest his will unto him. We next proceed to present the account of the direct revelation which man received, after he was cast out of Eden, and further copy from the New Translation in Genesis 3 paragraphs 1-4. After Adam had been driven out of the garden, he began to till the earth, and to have dominion over all the beasts of the field, and to eat his bread by the sweat of his brow as the Lord had commanded him, and he called upon the name of the Lord, and so did Eve, his wife, also. And they heard the voice of the Lord from the way toward the garden of Eden speaking unto them, and they saw him not, for they were shut out from his presence, but he gave unto them commandments that they should worship the Lord their God and should offer the firstlings of their flocks for an offering unto the Lord. And Adam was obedient unto the commandment. And after many days an angel of the Lord appeared unto Adam, saying, Why do you offer sacrifices unto the Lord? And Adam said unto him, I know not, but the Lord commanded me to offer sacrifices. And the angel said unto him, This thing is a similitude of the sacrifice of the only begotten of the Father, who is full of grace and truth. And you shall do all that you do in the name of the Son, and you shall repent and call upon God in his name for ever. In that day the Holy Spirit fell upon Adam and bore record of the Father and the Son. This last quotation, or summary, shows this important fact. That though our first parents were driven out of the Garden of Eden and were even separated from the presence of God by a veil, they still retained a knowledge of His existence, and that sufficiently to move them to call upon Him. And further, that no sooner was the plan of redemption revealed to man and he began to call upon God, than the Holy Spirit was given, bearing record of the Father and Son. Moses also gives us an account in Genesis 3 paragraphs 6 through 9 of the transgression of Cain and the righteousness of Abel and of the revelations of God to them. He says, In process of time Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. Now Satan knew this and it pleased him. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door, and Satan desires to have you, and except you shall hearken unto my commandments, I will deliver you up, and it shall be unto you according to his desire. And Cain went into the field and talked with his brother Abel. And while they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and slew him. And Cain gloried in what he had done, saying, I am free. Surely the flocks of my brother will now fall into my hands. But the Lord said unto Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? And he said, I know not. Am I my brother's keeper? And the Lord said, What have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries unto me from the ground. And now you shall be cursed from the earth which has opened her mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, she shall not henceforth yield unto you her strength. A fugitive, and a vagabond also, you shall be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, Satan tempted me because of my brother's flocks. And I was also angry, for his offering was accepted and mine was not. My punishment is greater than I can bear. Behold, you have driven me out this day from the face of men, and from your face shall I be hit also, and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass, everyone that finds me will slay me because of my oath, for these things are not hid from the Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Therefore whoever slays Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. The object of the foregoing quotations is to show to this class the way by which mankind were first made acquainted with the existence of a God, that it was by a manifestation of God to man, and that God continued, after man's transgression, to manifest himself to him and his posterity, and notwithstanding they were separated from his immediate presence that they could not see his face, they continued to hear his voice. Adam, thus being made acquainted with God, communicated the knowledge which he had unto his posterity, and it was through this means that the thought was first suggested to their minds that there was a God, which laid the foundation for the exercise of their faith, through which they could obtain a knowledge of his character and also of his glory. Not only was there a manifestation made unto Adam of the existence of a god, but Moses informs us, as before quoted, that God condescended to talk with Cain after his great transgression in slaying his brother, and that Cain knew that it was the Lord that was talking with him, so that when he was driven out from the presence of his brethren, he carried with him the knowledge of the existence of a god. And through this means, doubtless his posterity became acquainted with the fact that such a being existed. From this we can see that the whole human family, in the early age of their existence, in all their different branches, had this knowledge disseminated among them, so that the existence of God became an object of faith in the early age of the world. And the evidences which these men had of the existence of a God was the testimony of their fathers in the first instance. The reason why we have been thus particular on this part of our subject is that this class may see by what means it was that God became an object of faith among men after the fall, and what it was that stirred up the faith of multitudes to feel after Him, to search after a knowledge of His character, perfections, and attributes until they became extensively acquainted with Him, and not only commune with Him and behold His glory, but be partakers of His power and stand in His presence. Let this class mark particularly that the testimony which these men had of the existence of a God was the testimony of man, for previous to the time that any of Adam's posterity had obtained a manifestation of God to themselves, Adam, their common father, had testified unto them of the existence of God and of his eternal power and Godhead. For instance, Abel, before he received the assurance from heaven that his offerings were acceptable unto God, had received the important information of his father that such a being did exist, who had created and who did uphold all things. Neither can there be a doubt existing on the mind of any person that Adam was the first who did communicate the knowledge of the existence of a god to his posterity, and that the whole faith of the world, from that time down to the present, is in a certain degree dependent on the knowledge first communicated to them by their common progenitor, and it has been handed down to the day and generation in which we live, as we shall show from the face of the sacred records. First, Adam was one hundred and thirty years old when Seth was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 15 And the days of Adam, after he had begotten Seth, were 800 years, making him 930 years old when he died. Genesis 3 Paragraph 15 Seth was 105 when Enos was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 16 Enos was 90 when Canaan was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 19 Canaan was 70 when Mahalalel was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 20, Mahalalel was 65 when Jared was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 21. Jared was 162 when Enoch was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 22. Enoch was 65 when Methuselah was born. Genesis 3 Paragraph 25. Methuselah was 187 when Lamech was born. Genesis 5 Paragraph 3 Lamech was 182 when Noah was born. Genesis 5 Paragraph 4 From this account it appears that Lamech, the ninth from Adam and the father of Noah, was 56 years old when Adam died, Methuselah, 243, Enoch, 308, Jared, 470, Mahalalel, 535, Canaan, 605, Enos, 695, and Seth, 800. So that Lamech, the father of Noah, Methuselah, Enoch, Jared, Mahalalel, Canaan, Enos, Seth, and Adam were all living at the same time and, beyond all controversy, were all preachers of righteousness. Moses further informs us that Seth lived after he begot Enos, 807 years, making him 912 years old at his death. Genesis 3 Paragraph 16 18 And Enos lived after he begot Canaan, 815 years, making him 905 years old when he died. Genesis 3 Paragraph 19 And Canaan lived after he begot Mahalalel, eight hundred and forty years, making him nine hundred and ten years old at his death. Genesis three paragraph twenty. And Mahalalel lived after he begot Jared, eight hundred and thirty years, making eight hundred and ninety-five years old when he died. Genesis three paragraph twenty-one. And Jared lived after he begot Enoch, eight hundred years, making him nine hundred and sixty-two years old at his death. Genesis three paragraph 22-24 and Enoch walked with God after he begot Methuselah three hundred years, making him three hundred and sixty five years old when he was translated. Genesis four paragraph twenty three, and Methuselah lived after he begot Lamech seven hundred and eighty two years, making him nine hundred and sixty nine years old when he died. Genesis five paragraph three. Lamech lived after he begot Noah, 595 years, making him 777 years old when he died. Genesis 5 Paragraph 4 Agreeably to this account, Adam died in the 930th year of the world, Enoch was translated in the 987th, Seth died in the 1042nd, Enos in the 1140th, Canaan in the 1235th, Mahalalel in the 1290th, Jared in the 1422nd, Lamech in the 1651st, and Methuselah in the 1656th, it being the same year in which the flood came so that Noah was 84 years old when Enos died, 176 when Canaan died, 234 when Mahalalel died, 366 when Jared died, 595 when Lamech died, and 600 when Methuselah died. We can see from this that Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Methuselah, Lamech, and Noah all lived on the earth at the same time. And that Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Methuselah, and Lamech were all acquainted with both Adam and Noah. From the foregoing it is easily to be seen, not only how the knowledge of God came into the world, but upon what principle it was preserved, that from the time it was first communicated, it was retained in the minds of righteous men who taught not only their own posterity, but the world, so that there was no need of a new revelation to man after Adam's creation to Noah, to give them the first idea or notion of the existence of a God and not only of a God, but the true and living God. Having traced the chronology of the world from Adam to Noah, we will now trace it from Noah to Abraham. Noah was 502 years old when Shem was born, 98 years afterward the flood came, being the 600th year of Noah's age. And Moses informs us that Noah lived after the flood 350 years, making him 950 years old when he died. Genesis 5 paragraph 24 Shem was one hundred years old when Arphaxad was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Arphaxad was thirty-five when Salo was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Selah was thirty when Eber was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Eber was thirty-four when Peleg was born, in whose days the earth was divided. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Peleg was thirty when Ru was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Ru was thirty-two when Sareg was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Sareg was thirty when Nahor was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Nahor was twenty-nine when Terah was born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Terah was 70 when Haran and Abraham were born. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 There is some difficulty in the account given by Moses of Abraham's birth. Some have supposed that Abraham was not born until Terah was 130 years old. This conclusion is drawn from a variety of scriptures which are not to our purpose at present to quote. Neither is it a matter of any consequence to us whether Abraham was born when Terah was seventy years old or one hundred and thirty. But in order that there may no doubt exist upon any mind in relation to the object lying immediately before us, in presenting the present chronology we will date the birth of Abraham at the latest period, that is, when Terah was one hundred and thirty years old. It appears from this account that from the flood to the birth of Abraham was three hundred and fifty-two years. Moses informs us that Shem lived after he begot Arphaxad, 500 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 This added to 100 years, which was his age when Arphaxad was born, makes him 600 years old when he died. Arphaxad lived, after he begot Selah, 403 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 this added to 35 years, which was his age when Salo was born, makes him 438 years old when he died. Salo lived after he begot Eber, 403 years. Genesis six paragraph seven. This added to 30 years, which was his age when Eber was born, makes him 433 years old when he died. Eber lived after he begot Peleg, 430 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. This added to 34 years, which was his age when Peleg was born, makes him 464 years old. Peleg lived after he begot Ru, 209 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. This added to 30 years, which was his age when Ru was born, makes him 239 years old when he died. Ru lived after he begot Sarag 207 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. This added to 32 years, which was his age when Sarag was born, makes him 239 years old when he died. Sarag lived after he begot Nahor, 200 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. This added to 30 years, which was his age when Nahor was born, makes him 230 years old when he died. Nahor lived after he begot Terah, 119 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. This added to 29 years, which was his age when Terah was born, makes him 148 years when he died. Terah was 130 years old when Abraham was born and is supposed to have lived 75 years after his birth, making him 205 years old when he died. Agreeably to this last account, Peleg died in the 1996th year of the world, Nahor in the 1997th, and Noah in the 2006th. So that Peleg, in whose days the earth was divided, and Nahor, the grandfather of Abraham, both died before Noah, the former being 239 years old and the latter 148. And who cannot but see that they must have had a long and intimate acquaintance with Noah? Ru died in the 2026th year of the world, Sarag in the 2049th, Terah in the 2083rd, Arfaxad in the 2096th, Selah in the 2126th, Shem in the 2158th, Abraham in the 2183rd, and Eber in the 2187th, which was four years after Abraham's death. And Eber was the fourth from Noah. Nahor, Abraham's brother, was 58 years old when Noah died. Terah 128, Sereg 187, Ru 219, Eber 283, Selah 313, Arfaxad 344, and Shem 4:48. It appears from this account that Nahor, brother of Abraham, Terah, Nahor, Sereg, Ru, Peleg, Eber, Selah, Arphaxad, Shem, and Noah all lived on the earth at the same time and that Abraham was eighteen years old when Ru died, forty-one when Sarag and his brother Nahor died, seventy-five when Terah died, eighty-eight when Arfaxad died, one hundred and eighteen when Selah died, one hundred and fifty when Shem died, and that Eber lived four years after Abraham's death. And that Shem, Arfaxad, Selah, Eber, Ru, Sareg, Terah, and Nahor, the brother of Abraham, and Abraham, lived at the same time. And that Nahor, brother of Abraham, Terah, Sareg, Ru, Eber, Selah, Arphaxad, and Shem were all acquainted with both Noah and Abraham. We have now traced the chronology of the world, agreeably to the account given in our present Bible, from Adam to Abraham, and have clearly determined, beyond the power of controversy, that there was no difficulty in preserving the knowledge of God in the world from the creation of Adam and the manifestation made to his immediate descendants, as set forth in the former part of this lecture, so that the students in this class need not have any dubiety resting on their minds on this subject for they can easily see that it is impossible for it to be otherwise, but that the knowledge of the existence of a god must have continued from father to son as a matter of tradition, at least. For we cannot suppose that a knowledge of this important fact could have existed in the mind of any of the before-mentioned individuals without their having made it known to their posterity. We have now shown how it was that the first thought ever existed in the mind of any individual that there was such a being as a God, who had created and did uphold all things, that it was by reason of the manifestation which he first made to our father Adam, when he stood in his presence and conversed with him face to face, at the time of his creation. Let us here observe that after any portion of the human family are made acquainted with the important fact that there is a God who has created and does uphold all things, the extent of their knowledge, respecting His character and glory, will depend upon their diligence and faithfulness in seeking after Him, until like Enoch, the brother of Jared, and Moses, they shall obtain faith in God and power with Him to behold Him face to face. We have now clearly set forth how it is, and how it was, that God became an object of faith for rational beings, and also upon what foundation the testimony was based, which excited the inquiry and diligent search of the ancient saints to seek after and obtain a knowledge of the glory of God. And we have seen that it was human testimony, and human testimony only, that excited this inquiry in the first instance in their minds. It was the credence they gave to the testimony of their fathers, this testimony having aroused their minds to inquire after the knowledge of God, the inquiry frequently terminated, indeed always terminated, when rightly pursued, in the most glorious discoveries and eternal certainty. Questions and answers on the foregoing principles Question 1. Is there a being who has faith in himself independently? Answer. There is. Question 2. Who is it? Answer, it is God. Question 3. How do you prove that God has faith in Himself independently? Answer, because He is omnipotent, omnipresent, and omniscient, without beginning of days or end of life, and in Him all fullness dwells. Ephesians 1 paragraph 3, which is His body, the fullness of Him that filleth all in all. Colossians 1 paragraph 4. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Question 4. Is he the object in whom the faith of all other rational and accountable beings centers for life and salvation? Answer, he is. Question 5. How do you prove it? Answer, Isaiah 15 paragraph 19. Look unto me, and be ye saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am God and there is none else. Romans 1 paragraph 58. For who hath known the mind of the Lord? Or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him, and to him, are all things, to whom be glory for ever. Amen. Isaiah 14 paragraphs 2 through 3. O Zion that bringest good tidings, or, O thou that tellest good tidings to Zion, get thee up into the high mountain, O Jerusalem, that bringest good tidings, or, O thou that tellest good tidings to Jerusalem, lift up thy voice with strength, lift it up, be not afraid, say unto the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord your God will come with strong hand, or against the strong, and his arm shall rule for him. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him, or, recompense for his work. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd, he shall gather his lambs with his arms, and carry them in his bosom, and shall gently lead those that are with young. Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, weighed the mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance? Who hath directed the spirit of the Lord or, being his counsellor, hath taught him? With whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed to him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are as a drop of a bucket and are counted as the small dust of the balance, behold, he taketh up the isles as a very little thing. And Lebanon is not sufficient to burn, nor the beasts thereof sufficient for a burnt offering. All nations are before him as nothing, and they are counted to him less than nothing and vanity. Jeremiah 18 paragraph 13. He, the Lord, hath made the earth by his power, he hath established the world by his wisdom, and hath stretched out the heaven by his understanding. When he uttereth his voice there is a multitude of waters in the heavens, and he causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth, he maketh lightnings with rain, and bringeth forth the wind out of his treasures. 1 Corinthians 1 Paragraph 32 But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. Question 6. How did men first come to the knowledge of the existence of a God, so as to exercise faith in Him? Answer. In order to answer this question, it will be necessary to go back and examine man at his creation, the circumstances in which he was placed, and the knowledge which he had of God. First, when man was created he stood in the presence of God. Genesis 2 paragraphs 8 through 9. From this we learn that man, at his creation, stood in the presence of his God, and had most perfect knowledge of his existence. Secondly, God conversed with him after his transgression. Genesis 2 paragraphs 17 through 19. From this we learn that, though man did transgress, he was not deprived of the previous knowledge which he had of the existence of God. Thirdly, God conversed with man after he cast him out of the garden. Fourthly, God also conversed with Cain after he had slain Abel. Genesis 3, paragraph 8. Question 7 What is the object of the foregoing quotation? Answer It is that it may be clearly seen how it was that the first thoughts were suggested to the minds of men of the existence of God, and how extensively this knowledge was spread among the immediate descendants of Adam. Question 8 What testimony had the immediate descendants of Adam in proof of the existence of a god? Answer, the testimony of their father. And after they were made acquainted with his existence by the testimony of their father, they were dependent upon the exercise of their own faith for a knowledge of his character, perfections, and attributes. Question 9. Had any others of the human family, besides Adam, a knowledge of the existence of God, in the first instance, by any other means than human testimony? Answer, they had not. For previous to the time that they could have power to obtain a manifestation for themselves, the all-important fact had been communicated to them by their common father, and so, from father to child, the knowledge was communicated as extensively as the knowledge of his existence was known, for it was by this means, in the first instance, that men had a knowledge of his existence. Question 10. How do you know that the knowledge of the existence of God was communicated in this manner throughout the different ages of the world? Answer, by the chronology obtained through the revelations of God. Question 11 How would you divide that chronology in order to convey it to the understanding clearly? Answer, into two parts, first, by embracing that period of the world from Adam to Noah, and secondly, from Noah to Abraham, from which period the knowledge of the existence of God has been so general that it is a matter of no dispute in what manner the idea of his existence has been retained in the world. Question 12. How many noted righteous men lived from Adam to Noah? Answer 9, which includes Abel, who was slain by his brother. Question 13. What are their names? Answer, Abel, Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, and Lamech. Question 14. How old was Adam when Seth was born? Answer 130 years. Genesis 3, paragraph 15. Question 15. How many years did Adam live after Seth was born? Answer, 800. Genesis 3, paragraph 15. Question 16. How old was Adam when he died? Answer, 930 years. Genesis 3, paragraph 15. Question 17. How old was Seth when Enos was born? Answer, 105 years. Genesis 3 paragraph 16. Question 18. How old was Enos when Canaan was born? Answer, 90 years. Genesis 3 paragraph 19. Question 19. How old was Canaan when Mahalalel was born? Answer, 70 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 20 Question 20 How old was Mahalalel when Jared was born? Answer, 65 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 21 Question 21 How old was Jared when Enoch was born? Answer, 162 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 22 Question 22 How old was Enoch when Methuselah was born? Answer, 65. Genesis 3, Paragraph 25. Question 23. How old was Methuselah when Lamech was born? Answer, 187 years. Genesis 5, Paragraph 3. Question 24. How old was Lamech when Noah was born? Answer, 182 years. Genesis 5, paragraph 4. For this chronology, see paragraph 37. Question 25. How many years, according to this account, was it from Adam to Noah? Answer, 1,056 years. Question 26. How old was Lamech when Adam died? Answer, Lamech, the ninth from Adam, including Abel, and father of Noah, was fifty-six years old when Adam died. Question 27. How old was Methuselah? Answer, two hundred and forty-three years. Question 28. How old was Enoch? Answer, three hundred and eight years. Question 29. How old was Jared? Answer, four hundred and seventy years. Question 30, How old was Mahalalel? Answer, 535. Question 31, How old was Canaan? Answer, 605 years. Question 32, How old was Enos? Answer, 695 years. Question 33, How old was Seth? Answer, 800. For this item of the account see paragraph thirty-eight. Question thirty-four, how many of these noted men were contemporary with Adam? Answer, nine. Question thirty-five, what are their names? Answer, Abel, Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, and Lamech. Question thirty-six, how long did Seth live after Enos was born? Answer, 807 years. Genesis 3, paragraph 16. Question 37, what was Seth's age when he died? Answer, 912 years. Genesis 3, paragraph 18. Question 38, how long did Enos live after Canaan was born? Answer, 815 years. Genesis 3, paragraph 19. Question 39. What was Enos's age when he died? Answer, 905 years. Genesis 3 paragraph 19. Question 40. How long did Canaan live after Mahalalel was born? Answer, 840 years. Genesis 3 paragraph 20. Question 41. What was Canaan's age when he died? Answer, 910 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 20. Question 42. How long did Mahalalel live after Jared was born? Answer, 830 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 21. Question 43. What was Mahalalel's age when he died? Answer, 895 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 21 Question 44 How long did Jared live after Enoch was born? Answer 800 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 22 Question 45 What was Jared's age when he died? Answer 962 years. Genesis 3 Paragraph 24 Question 46 How long did Enoch walk with God after Methuselah was born? Answer, 300 years. Genesis 4 Paragraph 23 Question 47 What was Enoch's age when he was translated? Answer, 365 years. Genesis 4 Paragraph 23 Question 48 How long did Methuselah live after Lamech was born? Answer, 782 years. Genesis 5 paragraph 3. Question 49 What was Methuselah's age when he died? Answer 969 years. Genesis 5 paragraph 3. Question 50 How long did Lamech live after Noah was born? Answer 595 years. Genesis 5 paragraph 4. Question 51. What was Lamech's age when he died? Answer, 777 years. Genesis 5 paragraph 4. For the account of the last item see paragraph 40. Question 52. In what year of the world did Adam die? Answer, in the 930th. Question 53. In what year was Enoch translated? Answer, in the 987th. Question 54, in what year did Seth die? Answer, in the 1042nd. Question 55, in what year did Enos die? Answer, in the 1140th. Question 56, in what year did Canaan die? Answer, in the 1235th. Question 57, In what year did Mahalalel die? Answer, in the 1290th. Question 58. In what year did Jared die? Answer, in the 1422nd. Question 59. In what year did Lamech die? Answer, in the 1651st. Question 60. In what year did Methuselah die? Answer, in the sixteen hundred and fifty-sixth. For this account see paragraph forty-one. Question sixty-one, How old was Noah when Enos died? Answer, eighty-four years. Question sixty-two, How old when Canaan died? Answer, one hundred and seventy-nine years. Question sixty-three, How old when Mahalalel died? Answer, two hundred and thirty-four years. Question 64. How old when Jared died? Answer, 366 years. Question 65. How old when Lamech died? Answer, 595 years. Question 66. How old when Methuselah died? Answer, 600 years. See paragraph 42 for the last item. Question 67. How many of those men lived in the days of Noah? Answer 6. Question 68. What are their names? Answer Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Methuselah, and Lamech. Question 69. How many of those men were contemporary with Adam and Noah both? Answer 6. Question 70. What are their names? Answer, Enos, Canaan, Mahalalel, Jared, Methuselah, and Lamech. Question 71. According to the foregoing account, how was the knowledge of the existence of God first suggested to the minds of men? Answer, by the manifestation made to our father Adam when he was in the presence of God, both before and while he was in Eden. Question 72. How is the knowledge of the existence of God disseminated among the inhabitants of the world? Answer, by tradition from father to son. Question 73, how old was Noah when Shem was born? Answer, 502 years. Genesis 5 paragraph 5, Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 74, what was the term of years from the birth of Shem to the flood? Answer, 98. Question 75. What was the term of years that Noah lived after the flood? Answer, 350. Genesis 5 paragraph 24. Question 76. What was Noah's age when he died? Answer, 950 years. Genesis 5 paragraph 24. Question 77. What was Shem's age when Arfaxad was born? Answer, 100 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 78. What was our FAXAD's age when Selah was born? Answer, 35 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 79. What was Selah's age when Eber was born? Answer, 30. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 80. What was Eber's age when Peleg was born? Answer, 34 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 81. What was Peleg's age when Ru was born? Answer, 30 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 82. What was Ru's age when Sareg was born? Answer. 32 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 83. What was Sareg's age when Nahor was born? Answer, 30 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 84. What was Nahor's age when Terah was born? Answer, 29 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 85. What was Terah's age when Nahor, the brother of Abraham, was born? Answer. Seventy years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 86. What was Terah's age when Abraham was born? Answer. Some suppose 130 years, and others 70. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 87. What was the number of years from the flood to the birth of Abraham? Answer. Supposing Abraham to have been born when Terah was 130 years old, it was 352 years, but if he were born when Terah was 70 years old, it was 292 years. Question 88. How long did Shem live after Arphaxad was born? Answer. 500 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 89. What was Shem's age when he died? Answer, 600 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 90. What number of years did Arfaxad live after Selah was born? Answer, 403 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 91. What was Arfaxad's age when he died? Answer, 438 years. Question 92. What number of years did Selah live after Eber was born? Answer, 403 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 93. What was Selah's age when he died? Answer, 433 years. Question 94. What number of years did Eber live after Peleg was born? Answer. 430 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 95. What was Eber's age when he died? Answer, 464 years. Question 96. What number of years did Peleg live after Ru was born? Answer, 209 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 97. What was Peleg's age when he died? Answer: 239 years. Question 98. What number of years did Ru live after Sered was born? Answer: 207 years. Genesis 6, paragraph 7. Question 99. What was Rue's age when he died? Answer: 239 years. Question 100. What number of years did Sareg live after Nahor was born? Answer, 200 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7 Question 101 What was Sareg's age when he died? Answer, 230 years. Question 102 What number of years did Nahor live after Terah was born? Answer, 119 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 7. Question 103. What was Nahor's age when he died? Answer, 148 years. Question 104. What number of years did Terah live after Abraham was born? Answer, supposing Terah to have been 130 years old when Abraham was born, he lived 75 years, but if Abraham was born when Terah was 70 years old, he lived 135. Question 105. What was Terah's age when he died? Answer, 205 years. Genesis 6 paragraph 8. For this account from the birth of Arfaxad to the death of Terah, see paragraph 48. Question 106. In what year of the world did Peleg die? Answer, agreeably to the foregoing chronology, he died in the 1996th year of the world. Question 107. In what year of the world did Nahor die? Answer, in the 1997th. Question 108. In what year of the world did Noah die? Answer, in the 2006th. Question 109. In what year of the world did Ru die? Answer, in the 2026th. Question 110. In what year of the world did Sarag die? Answer, in the 2049th. Question 111 In what year of the world did Terra die? Answer, in the 2083rd. Question 112 In what year of the world did Arfaxad die? Answer, in the 2096th. Question 113 In what year of the world did Sayla die? Answer, in the 2126th. Question 114 In what year of the world did Abraham die? Answer In the 2183rd. Question 115 In what year of the world did Eber die? Answer In the 2187th. For this account of the year of the world in which those men died, see paragraphs 49 and 50. Question 116 How old was Nahor, Abraham's brother, when Noah died? Answer 58 years. Question 117. How old was Terah? Answer 128. Question 118. How old was Sarek? Answer 187. Question 119. How old was Rue? Answer 219. Question 120. How old was Eber? Answer 283. Question 121, How old was Selah? Answer, 313. Question 122, How old was Arfaxad? Answer, 348. Question 123, How old was Shem? Answer, 448. For the last account, see paragraph 51. Question 124. How old was Abraham when Ru died? Answer, 18 years, if he were born when Terah was 130 years old. Question 125. What was his age when Saragin Nahor, Abraham's brother, died? Answer, 41 years. Question 126. What was his age when Terah died? Answer, 75 years. Question 127. What was his age when Arfaxad died? Answer, 88. Question 128. What was his age when Selah died? Answer, 118 years. Question 129. What was his age when Shem died? Answer, 150 years. For this see paragraph 52. Question 130. How many noted characters lived from Noah to Abraham? Answer 10. Question 131. What are their names? Answer Shem, Arfaxad, Selah, Eber, Peleg, Ru, Sareg, Nahor, Terah, and Nahor, Abraham's brother. Question 132. How many of these were contemporary with Noah? Answer the whole. Question 133. How many with Abraham? Answer, 8. Question 134. What are their names? Answer, Nahor, Abraham's brother, Terah, Sareg, Ru, Eber, Selah, Arfaxad, and Shem. Question 135. How many were contemporary with both Noah and Abraham? Answer, 8. Question 136. What are their names? Answer, Shem, Arphaxad, Selah, Eber, Ru, Sareg, Terah, and Nahor, Abraham's brother. Question 137. Did any of these men die before Noah? Answer, they did. Question 138. Who were they? Answer, Peleg, in whose days the earth was divided, and Nahor, Abraham's grandfather. Question 139. Did any one of them live longer than Abraham? Answer, there was one. Question 140. Who was it? Answer, Eber, the fourth from Noah. Question 141. In whose days was the earth divided? Answer, in the days of Peleg. Question 142. Where have we the account given that the earth was divided in the days of Peleg? Answer, Genesis 6 Paragraph 4 Question 143 Can you repeat the sentence? Answer Unto Eber were born two sons, the name on one was Peleg, for in his days the earth was divided. Question 144 What testimony have men, in the first instance, that there is a God? Answer Human testimony and human testimony only. Question 145. What excited the ancient saints to seek diligently after a knowledge of the glory of God, His perfections, and attributes? Answer. The credence they gave to the testimony of their fathers. Question 146. How do men obtain a knowledge of the glory of God, His perfections, and attributes? Answer. By devoting themselves to His service, through prayer and supplication incessantly, strengthening their faith in Him until, like Enoch, the brother of Jared, and Moses, they obtain a manifestation of God to themselves. Question 147. Is the knowledge of the existence of God a matter of mere tradition, founded upon human testimony alone, until a person receives a manifestation of God to themselves? Answer, it is. Question 148. How do you prove it? Answer, from the whole of the first and second lectures.